You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I welcome you back to the show if this is your first time. And if you're a return guest, I'm so glad you're back. I trust you're sharing the Dad Whisperer podcast with your friends, maybe listening and re-listening to these shows, because my goal, Dad, as you know, is to equip you with more tools in your fathering toolbox, especially if you're a dad to a daughter. You know that first and foremost, that is my goal, is for you to be the hero that you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. Really, at the end of the day, I think we all want the same thing. And like I have found a lot in my 12 years of coaching dads of daughters, is that oftentimes men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. But remember, dad, that doing nothing is doing it wrong. But I know you want to do it right if you're like the men that I've had the privilege of walking alongside, working with, coaching these past 12 years. And so I want you, Dad, to be equipped as best you can with practical resources to engage your daughter's heart intentionally and consistently. Well, before we delve into this week's topic, I'm going to review the template that I do every week, which is simply on your mark, get set, go. So dad, can you picture yourself standing there with other guys? You're on the field and I'm over there on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark, that's the topic or the theme. Get set as I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step so that you can put that week's theme into practice today with your daughters. And you know that many of these things also work with your sons because at the end of the day, dad, you matter you make a difference, but it all comes down to you taking action. I mean, think about the superheroes that you loved growing up. You wouldn't have loved them if they didn't do what? Take action. So if you don't know how to take action or what to do to do it right, that's where I come in. And then remember, if it ever bombs, you just blame me. Say, Dr. Michelle thought that would be a good question or a good thing to do or say, blame me, roll me under the bus. Because at the end of the day, I want you, like I said, to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. Well, today's topic, I'm not going to lie, it's an intense one, but it's a vitally important one. So dad on your mark, you want to hear the topic, drum roll, how to talk with your daughter about sexual orientation, gender identity, and same-sex attraction. Woo! Okay, okay, I know you're probably ready to shut this off. No, hang in there, I promise you. This is so important, dad. I realize I may go a little bit longer than normal today, but it's because I want to do due diligence, give this topic, I would say a thorough, and yet I'm trying to be succinct, overview, because I want to cover this in a way that honors the depth and the complexity of this topic. But again, I have my dad's voice, you know, ringing here in in my ears where he raised me with this quote, the mind can only handle what the seat can endure. Oh yeah, you heard that one? My dad loved that one. And here's why he said that is 
He was a pastor and he'd go, you know, I could go on and on, but people are going to be checked out even if they're sitting there in the pew because you've sat too long. So my goal, dad, is not to drone on, but my goal is to cover this topic in ways that meet you where you're at and that move the needle forward. I want to move things forward for you so that you know how to move things forward in your relationship with your daughter. Because think of how many times you've heard me say, we as women figure things out by what? I'm quizzing you. Do you remember? Talking. Yes, by talking. You've also heard me say, when we open our mouth, our heart opens. And when our heart opens, your heart opens. So it comes back to having conversations that matter. And this topic right now, whether you like it or not, is where your daughter is at. And I guarantee you that even if she isn't struggling with her gender identity or sexual orientation or same-sex attraction, she has friends who are. I mean, every week or at least every other week right now, I have got clients or friends or you know, even younger women that I interact with telling me about how this topic is shaping them or impacting them or influencing them. This right now is on the front burner and we have to pay attention to it. So dad, that's why I'm bringing this to you today. The other thing I wanted to tell you just here right off the top is that I, probably about three months ago, I had a national organization reach out to me and ask me to actually write on this topic of fathers and daughters on this issue. So I have spent a large amount of time really wrestling through this issue, honing my message to say, at the end of the day, what do I want to say to you as a dad sitting right across from me where your goal is to connect with your daughter, to build the bridge to her heart, to stay connected to her without going opposite directions because you disagree. Because at the end of the day, your daughter needs you in her life no matter what. So the key is having a respectful, honorable conversation about this, even if you don't agree with each other. So that it's not about you overpowering her, forcing her to believe what you believe, but about having respect both ways. Are you with me? Do I hear an amen? Well, I hope so. Because that, I think, is why you are probably listening today. Because you know that I'm wanting to come even myself to this topic with respect. So get set. You're ready. You know, put your seatbelt on. We're going to go fast and furious through this. But I want to, again, like I said, give you a thorough yet succinct overview of this topic not from a data standpoint. I could go off into the weeds that way. You can Google stuff on it. That's not my goal. It's to give you practical action steps of how to engage your daughter on this topic instead of the bridge being bombed out between you and maybe at times feeling like it's not even repairable because that's not what any of us want, right? Okay, let me also say here, this is get set, filling this in now. My goal today is not to tell you what I think or believe on this. Nope. My goal is to empower and equip you so that you can have this conversation with your daughter because it's too big right now to ignore. And even if your daughter, like I said, isn't confused about this issue or these topics, she knows someone who is. So how cool that she could actually have a conversation with you that could impact how she has conversations then with her friends about this because she will have gained insight from you who's a lot older than her. 
wiser than her, and hopefully is not going to make this a topic that divides you, and then she has to figure it out on her own. Okay, next point here on the get set section. I don't know what it is about the pandemic, but these past two years have made this topic blow up. This is what I hear all the time. I don't know all the reasons. I've read things. I've heard things. I'm not going to, again, go into that. That's not my goal today. But my goal is to allow you as a dad to sit, maybe even through this conversation where you're a bit uncomfortable because you don't want to look at it. You don't want to talk about it. And yet maybe this is the starting point, dad. So instead of just shutting me off right now, hang in there, hold on tight. And hopefully this won't be too painful. Hopefully this will equip you to do what? Yes, have a conversation with your daughter so that you can connect with her heart, right? You hear me so often talk about that. And I trust that these practical ideas, these practical action points will result in you moving forward with your daughter through this intense maze. So you ready? Okay, here we go. Okay, question for you. Is it just me or do you ever feel like with all of these issues swirling around us, like it's a bit of deja vu? Okay, I was born in 1960. Remember that was called, you know, the sexual revolution, right? The 60s. Well, you remember that or you've read about that or talk with someone who lived then who would tell you that was a time where themes of sex and sexuality, sexual liberation and all that goes with it hit our American culture like what? Just like this, you know, unexpected tsunami just whoop. It just turned everything upside down. I would say that here we are 50 years later, more than 50 years later, and our nation is in a very similar place. And so now for you as a dad to know how to talk with your daughter about these things, I mean, you may just be so overwhelmed that you've avoided it, right? But you also might be a dad that says, oh my goodness, Dr. Michelle, I wish we weren't talking about it. It's all that gets talked about in our home. Our daughter's coming home every other day or every other week from college and it's the new version or the next thing or the next friend story or her confusion and her questioning and I can't get away from it and I'm so uncomfortable in my own skin, I feel like I could crawl out of it. I mean, maybe that's where you're at. So again, I'm trusting that today as you listen, I'm picturing you right here. We're talking you know, to each other face-to-face in an authentic, respectable, honorable way And opening up, hopefully, this conversation so it doesn't feel like it's perhaps in a way so, I would even maybe use the word narrow, like squishy, so that your daughter feels like you're you're just too close-minded, dad. Maybe you've heard that. Because that's what I hear a lot of kids say. They don't want to talk to parents anymore or adults on these topics because they say you're too old, you're out of touch, you're narrow-minded, you're not, you're not open you know, to exploration because that's what they are hearing. And so dad, this isn't about you overpowering your daughter with your beliefs, letting her know just what you think and what you believe. I would probably venture a guess that she already knows that. My question is, how much time are you spending actually listening to her and asking questions that lead her to think for herself? Because at the end of the day, she's going to get further in her process by learning how to think, not just what to think. So if she only knows what you think and you don't know what she thinks, your relationship with her is going to suffer. Well, here's the other deal. If you've ever, and maybe you have, but I doubt it, maybe because I only did this for this article, 
But if you've ever sat down to your computer, typed into your search engine these words, how to talk with your child about gender, you will see almost 600,000 results. Oh my goodness. Okay, to make it even more complicated, let me give you some of the things that I read when I typed those words into my search engine. Sex at birth. I'm going to say these really fast to kind of illustrate how fast and furious this stuff comes like hitting us in the face when we open up these topics. Sex at birth, sexual orientation, gender expression, gender identity, gender stereotypes, gender nonconforming, transgender, transsexual, gender fluid, LGBTQ, bigender, agender, gender assignment, gender reassignment, gender diversity, gender creative. Okay. (sighs) Right? I said it that way to illustrate how all of this conceptual frameworks that are moving around right now are almost like we're sitting at the other end of a fire hose. Are you with me? We don't have the phrases right. Sometimes, again, I told you I'm 61. Like, I desire to be relevant and safe enough for a younger generation, teens, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, to open up with me. So I'm having to put in the pra- into practice the very things I'm encouraging you as a dad to do with your daughter. And so as I sit here trying to get the phrases right, sometimes I'm like, I can't even keep up with it. Okay, we're in this alone, I have no doubt. But what this really kind of all comes down to is the fact that your daughter is growing up in a world that is very, very different than the one you and I grew up in. And I honestly can tell you that I receive and am receiving an increasing number of emails these days from dads that literally say, how do I navigate this topic of sexuality, same-sex attraction, and different versions of that with my daughters? And I wanted to read a couple of those emails to you just to give you a flavor of what they sound like. Here's one email that I got from a dad. He said, my 13-year-old daughter has made huge progress this year, and I have been relentless in trying to empower her. We are proud of her accomplishments, but also are very concerned that she now is questioning whether she is attracted to boys or to girls. Here's this question for me. How do I guide her while she is questioning her sexuality? Oh, nothing like, you know, giving me an easy one there. Dad's like, tell me what to say. Tell me what to do. Here's a second email I just received not too long ago. My daughter is 25 and has been in a homosexual relationship for about two and a half years. I feel it's my fault for not connecting with her in her preteen years. I am a Christian and I believe that God has something better for her than this lifestyle. How do I connect to her to help pull her out of this situation? He signed it desperate. Oh my goodness. Can you hear in both of these fathers' words how they are crying out for help? They're going, I don't know where to turn to ask for directions, right? They don't want to say and do the wrong thing. But can you hear that they also don't know what to say to do it right? That's why I am so honored when dads would trust me with stories like this. Because you say, okay, Dr. Michelle, maybe you can help move the needle a little bit for me. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Because you know my goal is to support you, dad, not in, you know, making your daughter be able to walk away and, you know, recite everything you've told her. That is not going to help her grow and learn and be a world changer in her sphere of influence. You want her to learn how to 
wrestle through these issues and think for herself. So I want to tell you what I wrote back to that second dad that said, what do I do? How do I connect to her to help? And I thought this was interesting language, pull her out of this situation. You may or may not like what I wrote, but I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, here's what I wrote this dad back. Dear desperate dad, I'm glad you reached out and are open to hearing some of my thoughts and ideas. I acknowledge that you'll be weighing my input with your own conscience as you choose your next steps with your daughter. First, I love that you want to connect with your daughter to talk about her same-sex relationship. Yet truth be told, since she's an adult, right? She's 25 years old. She's making her own decisions and likely won't listen to you because you hold a position different than hers. Your primary goal must be to connect with her heart. This begins with being a great listener more than being a great talker. Ask questions that invite her to share what's going on in her life rather than forcing her to hear your thoughts and opinions. Second, when you do talk to her about this weighty subject, there needs to be a solid relational foundation under it first. So let me ask you, are you regularly connecting with her to talk about lighter and broader topics than just this? So the reason for that is that it can hold this heavier, more intense topic. If not, start there. Next question for you. And I asked him this, how close would you say the two of you are on a scale of zero to 10 with 10 being the closest? If your number is five or below, I would suggest waiting to talk with her about this relationship she's in. Hold off until you've connected with her about other areas of her life that have less potential for misunderstanding, hurt, hostility, arguments, etc. Okay, that's the end of what I wrote to him. Now, I want you to know that he did write back to me and agreed, yes, I can see your point. He said we are five or below in the strength of our relationship. He could hear what I had to say and so, dad, maybe you can relate to this, dad. If you want to go and, quote, pull your daughter out of a space she's in, and one, she hasn't asked for your help, two, there's not enough relational, I would say, deposit into your account with her, and you are withdrawing. That's how she will see this. You're withdrawing from the account to pull her out. See, we talk about pulling money out of an account, and she doesn't want that. It will backfire. No questions asked, guaranteed backfire. So I wanted this dad and I want you to think broader. It doesn't need to happen fast to have a conversation like this. You want to build a foundation first of knowing her life in other areas. And that's why in my book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, I don't get to the heavier topics really to the third section. It's lead her to laugh, then lead her to love herself and others. Then it's lead her to look. Then it's lead her to lament. Then it's lead her to listen, to talk, you know, to you and with you about your life. But do you see how the foundation is so key first? And I, I hope that that resonates with you, you know, so that you can really take to heart, really, I would say the rationale behind my counsel to you. Now, you guys, I told you, I know this is a long one. I'm looking, I'm about 20 minutes in and I'm only halfway through. I realize you might have to listen to it in more than one section, but I've been being told by a lot of people that they listen to 
one to three hour podcasts sometimes because they're working out or they're driving back and forth to work. So I'm going to camp on that today and trust that because this is such a meaty issue that you're going to want to hear more about it rather than less. So I could break this up into two podcasts, but I think really at the end of the day, I would rather give you a more thorough rendering of this entire topic and allow you to decide where you want to break it up. Okay, so you can listen to as much or as little at one time as you want. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, I'm going to be moving into some content that some of you may like, some of you may not, because it has to do with some biblical truths that have to do with, I I think maybe some places where sometimes it gets off between dads and daughters. Maybe you're somebody that doesn't really like the Bible or you've been preached to, or you grew up with too much of that and you're at a different place now. I promise you again, I'm not telling you what I believe. I'm not trying to Bible thump you, but in case this is where you're at, I would say stick around, come back and let's open up this conversation even more that includes, not excludes that part of the conversation, because I believe we have an opportunity here to be more inclusive as a culture with how we talk about this, even depending on where we're at on different sides of the aisle with where we come to our faith. So hang in there. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. Well, today, the topic on your mark is how to talk with your daughter about sexual orientation, gender identity, and same-sex attraction. Whoo, how's that for a heavy one? Well, I trust that you're back. I hope that you're back. (sighs) You've breathed. You've taken a breath as we now do part two. Well, before we, we step into this space now to talk about this topic a little bit more from what the Bible is saying that maybe has been a point of contention in the past with your daughter, or maybe this will be something to prepare you for an upcoming topic. I wanted to read the words that one of my friends just gave me permission even to share with you today. And this is something that she wrote after she read the article that I was just telling you about. And her words really mean a lot to my heart. She even said, thank you for honoring me by wanting to read what I wrote here on the Dad Whisperer podcast because she has been very hurt by the church and by people that claim to be Christians, people that have claimed to, you know, love well. And so I I trust that she may even represent others that you may know as you hear what she has to say. But here's what she said. Oh, let me say one more thing. I am not trying to toot my own horn here with what she said. I just am using her voice as, I would say, validation that 
Perhaps the way I'm approaching this topic and encouraging you as dads to approach this topic with your daughter may fall on, on ears that are, are open because of how it's presented, not just what is presented. So here's what she said. Michelle, really beautiful job of encouraging connection, curiosity, and grace. My own beliefs have shifted on these issues as I think the Bible has been wrong or simply ignorant of science in other areas. But I love that your voice of compassion can potentially alter situations where daughters or children can experience profound harm and rejection when a parent comes to these conversations in a way that end up going in a direction that doesn't foster connection and space for difference and growth. I know, isn't that a profound sentence? I mean, that's a, it's a mouthful, isn't it? But she is saying, she is standing with me and saying, dads, even if you're on different sides of this issue, could you please make it your goal to come at it with a really a desire for connection, not to focus on just your differences so that you can grow together. I just thought that was such a beautiful way to put that. Okay. So let me review dad. If you want to talk with your daughter about sexual orientation, I want to encourage you, first of all, number one, you want to focus on connecting with her, which means you're not shutting her down. You're not overpowering her. You're not just telling her what you believe or think, right? And number two, you make sure there's a solid foundation under your feet. That's what you heard me share in the letter to that desperate dad. And then third, I'm now going to share some things really about what the Bible says. And here's my third point. You have to accept that not everyone interprets the Bible the same way. Now, you might be saying, okay, Michelle, that's not really that practical. I already know that. I know, I know. But remember that as you're going into this conversation with your daughter. So here's what I would say. As much as we may believe that the Bible is clear from our standpoint in what it's stating when we read Genesis 1:26, right? Where God says he's created us as male and female image bearers. You might say, okay, that's implying, right? Man, woman, not man, man, woman, woman, or whatever from that passage. You might also say, okay, I know the Bible says in Genesis 2:24, where a man is directed to leave his father and his mother and be united to who? His wife as one flesh. So you may say, okay, look at that Bible verse. It's so clear. It doesn't say united to a man. There's the proof text for homosexuality being wrong. There's another verse, Matthew 19, four through six, that says no longer two, right? It's talking about marriage, but you're now one with no one separating what God has joined together. So you might be saying, look at that text. We have to do what God says about bringing two people together, not what man is saying is acceptable in bringing Two people who, quote, simply love each other. We hear that one now. Or two women or two men. But that might, again, be some of the proof texts that you've either used or heard shared from the pulpit or read about and that you firmly believe those are true, okay? Here's what I will say. I love the Bible. And yet I have friends. I have a very close friend. I say one of my closest friends, but a guy that I adore with all my heart who is an atheist, so this isn't me trying to say I'm watering down what I believe. 
I mean, I've even sat with that friend not too long ago, probably about three, four months ago, and sat holding his hand and said, I love that we have different spiritual beliefs. We have different political views. We have different views on pretty much everything. And yet at the end of the day, we can sit here and love each other and have a respectful conversation. And I love that. And neither of us were watering down what we believed, but the way we talked, it wasn't about cancel culture and saying, I'm going to dominate you with what I believe and you're going to dominate me. So even when I share those three passages, I want you to know I believe those. And yet at the end of the day, I don't want to exclude and ostracize anybody that believes different or interprets that different because I am not called to be their Holy Spirit. No, we have one. That is not my role. My role is to love and accept and honor someone where they're at, whether that's a different place than where I'm at. And you might disagree with me on that, but I just want to be clear and and let you know where I'm coming from on that. Because like I just said earlier, the reality is not everyone interprets those passages in the Bible the same way. Now, of course, we can use the Bible to speak into the lives of those we love. But like my friend said earlier, she's changed her beliefs. She has found that many people have beat her over the head with certain passages and she's gone, I don't like that. I don't want to be like those people. I don't want to be anything like them. And so dad, if you are solid in your faith, I would hope that you would take on a role of Jesus. When I think about how Zacchaeus, a tax collector in that day, was ostracized right from Jewish culture. And yet that's the guy that he said, come down from the tree. I want to go to your house today. And it says that he ate with tax collectors and sinners. Now that invites me to say, they must have wanted him eating with them because it says they actually ate together. It seems like it would have said they couldn't stand being in the same room with him at the same table and walked out the door when he sat down. But if we're going to be a model, I would say of Jesus in this generation with this issue going on right now, and we wear a WWJD bracelet, right? What would Jesus do? I would encourage you to ask yourself, how am I being Jesus? Because you may say, well, look at, you know, he was strong. You can read Matthew 23. He was very strong against the religious leaders. Okay, case in point. It wasn't those who were searching and seeking and questioning. It was the religious leaders that he went after. I see that he was someone that engaged people in conversation. There were, oh my goodness, uh, numbers fall out of my head, but it's something like, oh, 250 or whatever questions Jesus asked. He asked questions all the time. That's why we can solidly stand on a foundation and following him of asking questions. Dad, ask questions of your daughter. I'm going to give you some at the end of this conversation. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com under free resources. So I am going to give you conversation starters to keep this conversation going with, with your daughter. And you guys, here's the deal. You already know this, but at the end of the day, your daughter is going to interpret God's word on her own, just like you are. And especially with the dad that I wrote to, who has a grown adult daughter, I reminded him she has to choose for herself what path she will take which then invites to me a more poignant question, which is, Dad, how will you love her even when she makes choices other than what you would prefer or choose for her? You know, I'll never forget, this This has stayed with me 
for, oh my goodness, probably, you know, since 2003 when this happened, but it was, I was listening to a 2020 interview, you know, that Friday night show on ABC and it was Hugh Downs. You may remember him as an amazing interviewer and he sat down with Billy Graham and it for me is one of the most powerful and gracious perspectives on the topic of same-sex attraction that I have ever heard, ever. And here is the actual transcript of their conversation. Listen to this. Hugh Downs said to Billy, right, to Billy Graham, I'd like to get your opinion also about homosexuality. What do you feel about that? Okay, guys, remember back. This is almost 20 years ago. Homosexuality was coming, quote, out of the woodwork, and he was giving, you know, Billy Graham, you know, the curveball question. What was he going to say? Here's what he said. Yes, well, I think that the Bible teaches that homosexuality is a sin, but the Bible also teaches that pride is a sin, jealousy is a sin, and hate is a sin. Evil thoughts are a sin. And so I don't think that homosexuality should be chosen as the overwhelming sin that we are doing today. Hugh Downs then said, if one of your children had been gay, would you have ceased to love that child. Billy immediately said, no, I would not. I would love him even more, maybe. Oh my goodness. I remember that. You could even Google it and watch it again. Billy Graham said, I would love him even more, maybe. Okay, dad, that said, I would advise you to come humbly to this conversation with your daughter. Follow Billy Graham's example. Here's a few key points that I would say from my heart to yours, dad, be fully aware that you are neither your daughter's judge or jury. Ask her questions about how she experienced her preteen years. This is actually what I said to the dad, the dear desperate dad, but I'm saying it to you too, as kind of some key points here that may apply to your relationship with your daughter. But this is what I asked that dad, ask your daughter how she experienced her preteen years when you weren't there for her because that's what he wrote to me in that, in that email. Dad, make amends and ask forgiveness while being aware that you too are a sinner in need of God's grace and mercy. I kind of pulled from the Billy Graham story to tell this dad, maybe his example could help lead yours. I told this dad, and I'm saying to you dads, remind yourself that your daughter's choices are no worse than those you've made, right? We all learn along the way, sometimes the hard way, Sometimes the long way, but sometimes we just need someone to give us grace no matter what way we're going. And the last thing I said to this dad that I'm saying to you, you can share your fears or concerns at some point, but make sure they are first covered with prayer, with grace, with love, with gentleness, and quote, seasoned with salt, as Colossians 4, 6 says, which means if there's too much, you just spit it out. And I said, if she feels your judgment, she will distance herself from you rather than experiencing the love of a father who champions his daughter. Oh my goodness. Are you guys ready to get up? Okay, stand up, move around. In fact, you know what? I'm going to take one more break here. Get up, move around, take a breath. I know this is a long one. I know I'm keeping you longer than any dad whisper I've ever done since 2016. But that is how vitally important this is to my heart. And I trust it is to yours. And I didn't want to, you know, put this in a three, you know, 
three series three version set because I wanted you to hear it all at once if you're maybe in the deep end and need it to you know today or this week you need the coaching so let's take another break let's take another moment to step back sit down clear your head move your body and then I'll be back in a couple minutes and we will finalize the conversation land the plane and move on to some action steps if you're looking for more resources to support the father-daughter relationship, or if you want to connect personally with Dr. Michelle, you can find all the information you need at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. And remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. Whether you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox or a daughter who wants to connect with her dad or even a mom who wants to support your daughter's relationship with her father, you're invited to join the conversation today. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Okay, Dad, here we go. We're almost ready to conclude the conversation, but I got a few more things I want to say first. I'm not quite done. But I pray, Dad, that your daughter will always know that you unconditionally love her as she rests in knowing that the door to your home and the door to your heart is always open to her. Dad, I also want to say from my heart to yours that I acknowledge that this level of deep, complex dialogue can easily be riddled with what I call emotional landmines, where you wouldn't have expected her to react to that question or that comment, but then over here, she's fine with one thing and not with another, and you go, I wouldn't have expected that. And you panic in the moment because it's more than you thought you were getting into. Remember, this may not be easy, but the way and the how. How you talk with her, how you interact through this, the way you go through the complexity will stay with her more than anything you said or tried to force her to believe or to think. You just want to open up the conversation with her. Say that with me right now. Say out loud. My goal is to what? Open up the conversation with her. Say it again. Open up the conversation with her. Did you notice you didn't say, tell her what I believe, tell her what I think. I would love to see that happen. That's my last question for you to ask your daughter. Would you be okay? hearing what I have to say or hear a couple thoughts. But if she says no, you have to honor that and say, okay, well then thank you for talking to me today. You're modeling respect to her in the way, the how, right? In the way that you navigate this. You know, I'm inspired by two authors, Mark Yarhouse and Julie Sedzuski, S-U-D-S-U-S-K-Y, if you look that up, in their groundbreaking new book called Emerging Gender Identities, understanding the diverse experiences of today's youth. Now, in this powerful and profound book, they encourage parents to turn to their faith to direct their responses when their kids need them to process these kinds of complicated issues. Here's their challenge. This is their direct quote. The way you personally talk about transgendered people or any other topics related to these themes they said, will absolutely inform your child's level of comfort in sharing their journey with you. If you talk in a way that is mocking and condemning or dismissive, your child will likely expect the same from you about their story. But if you talk in a way that is thoughtful, curious, 
honoring of the dignity of people and dispassionate, you may find that they trust you, listen to this, as a guided resource in their own questions. That's from page 149 if you look it up. As you hear those words, you may struggle to follow those directions and those suggestions because you fundamentally stand against these issues. I understand that. Or maybe you would say, I would rather not talk about them at all because all we do is blow up and it doesn't end well. You may even believe that if you ask more questions and listen to your daughter's viewpoints on same-sex attraction or gender fluidity or gender identity, these kinds of topics, she may misinterpret your openness as you condoning her behaviors, her opinions, or her beliefs. What I would say is I understand what you're saying, but yet I believe the best position that you as a dad can take with your daughter who is choosing a different lifestyle, as as that dad wrote in his email to me, she's choosing a different lifestyle than what you would choose for her, is I want to lead you, dad, back to another one of my favorite Bible verses. Now, again, you might be a dad that goes, I don't like the Bible. Michelle, you're talking so much about it today. Well, personally, I believe that our identity is centered and created in the image of God, the Imago Dei. And so for me, I have a very hard time talking about this issue without referencing the Bible. But I hope and trust that you are seeing me model that I am not trying to force you to believe what I believe. I am wanting to do here the very thing I'm encouraging you to do, which is saying what I believe, opening up questions, and noticing my tone. See, I'm not coming across and going, what I believe. See, when we get louder and stronger and more intense, the other person listening goes, oh my goodness, this is more than I can handle. Again, I'm not trying to exalt myself here or toot my own horn. I just am saying I am hopeful that I am modeling the very thing to you that I'm encouraging you to do and to model with your daughter. So here is one of my favorite verses. In fact, I've shared this with lots of men around the country even. And it's from Luke 15, which is the story that Jesus told. It's all red letter. If you have a red letter Bible, which means it's in Jesus' own words, where he tells the story of a boy that is named the prodigal son, meaning he's walking away from his dad and from his inheritance. He's getting his inheritance to fund a very lavish lifestyle full of seduction and, you know, I guess the old-fashioned word that pops into my head is lasciviousness, like all those kinds of things. But the dad funded it with his inheritance money. And Jesus says, I'm telling you people this story to tell you what my dad is like. He's going, my father in heaven is like this as a dad. Doesn't that seem like something important? Kind of like Billy Graham said, you know, it's kind of like, what would Billy say? What would Billy do? What would Jesus do? Well, this is what Jesus said he does with his dad, because this is what his dad is like. He wants us to know what his dad is like. So it says, while his son, this is Luke 15, verse 20, while this father's son was still a long way off, his father did five things. This is the five key ways, dad, that you can love your daughter and walk with her through this intense maze. In some ways, I'm kind of now getting to the go step. Finally, I know. You're like, okay, okay, here we go. Michelle's giving us practical things now. Okay, number one, these are the five proactive things that Jesus said his father does, but he's telling it in a story of an earthly dad with a prodigal son who is walking in a different direction than he'd been raised. Number one, it says he saw him. Number two, he felt compassion. Number three, he ran to his son. 
He didn't wait for the son to come his way. He took the initiative to run toward his son. Number five, embraced him, which tells me the kid let himself be embraced. And the last one is five, kissed him. Now, sometimes I've had people, oh, that's gross that my dad is kissing him. I, I love the picture more, I would say. I don't mean this disrespectful. In fact, I'm sure this is not founded in the Greek, but I think of it as like a dog who's jumped on top of his master and is licking his face because he loves him so much. Like it's that kind of an endearing, warm, you know, kind of kiss. Okay. Hope that helps. So dad, here's your five point, I would say plan. If you, I'm going to give you two five point plans. I know this is that complex, dad. You can choose which five point model fits best for you. Okay. The first one is out of Luke 15, 20. You might be a dad that goes, I don't really like the Bible. You're kind of weirding me out today, Dr. Michelle, with how much you're referencing it. Like I told you my rationale. And again, you don't have to like it or agree with me, but we can have a respectful interaction, right? And you may glean from it because it might be where your daughter's coming from. And then you could meet her on that level. But here goes. Number one, that you see your daughter, which says she may be in a compromised place. She might still be in process and messy. But do you see where she's at? Not where you're at, but where she's at. Because we know that that kid, it says, had been living with the pigs. There is no doubt that that kid was messy and dirty. And it even says in that chapter that the dad took his robe off and put it around his son, which tells me there was respect. He wanted dignity restored so that anyone that saw his son come home would know more that dad had accepted him because dad's mantle, if you will, was put around his son. His arm was around his child announcing to everyone, my son has come home, right? He said, let's kill the fatted calf and have a celebration. So dad, do you see your child where they are? Number two, are you filled with compassion or are you filled with judgment? Here, this dad is filled with compassion, open-hearted, available, no judgment. Number three, are you taking the steps to run toward your child rather than saying, we're not going to talk till she comes to me? Nope. This is you take the initiative, the first step, and you eagerly move forward in pursuit. Number four, you embrace your child. So you may say, I can't embrace her choices. I can't embrace her lifestyle. You know what? You can do what a friend of mine did at his daughter's wedding last year to a woman. And he said to me, his name is Dale. He said, I am going to do the first dance with her new wife. He said, she knows that she was raised believing the Bible. I'm a Christian. He told her, I can't walk you down the aisle. But while he was doing a first dance with her, with his daughter, he actually said, in the middle of it, I would now like to dance. And he said her name and he danced with her new partner. Oh my goodness. I have not heard a story like that. He said, we have welcomed her. He said, I have sought to be Jesus to her. That is a dad who is living this story out, embraces her physically without necessarily having to embrace her decision, but still loving her no matter where she's at. And number five, kisses his child, which to me is a dad focusing on demonstrating love rather than lecturing or pointing out all the poor choices that are there. And I trust dad that that may be a powerful roadmap to reaching your daughter in this in this really complex world we live in and through this maze. Okay, you're ready for your next five-point model. 
You may like this better. Maybe you'll write both of these down. Maybe you'll listen again because I know this is a lot of content, but here you go. Number one, begin by asking questions. Goal, be curious, not critical. So that's where I'm going to give you questions today at the end. In fact, if you want a longer version of questions that you can ask your daughter, you can go to my website. As I said at the forefront of this conversation, go to drmichellewatson.com under free resources, and I will have a longer script that you can ask your daughter. Here's the truth. When I wrote Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, it came out, what, almost not even two years ago, a year and a half ago. So it means I wrote it, you know, the year before that, year and a half before that. It was very much before the pandemic. This was not a hot button issue. So I wrote questions on same-sex attraction. I wish now that I had broadened it to more of these, you know, gender identity, sexual orientation, rather than just sex, same-sex attraction. I have adapted those questions to be more broad if you want to have a conversation with your daughter on these issues. So number one, begin by asking questions. Make it your goal to be curious, not critical. Number two, don't talk at her. Talk with her. Your goal, listen, don't lecture. Got it? Talk with her, not at her. Number three, model to her mutual respect. Means you can't raise your voice, you can't lecture, you can't dominate, you can't force. Model by the way you interact, mutual respect. Your goal, dialogue, don't dominate. Four, remember, this is a two-way conversation. Goal, talk and listen. Make it go both ways, which means you're going to have to zip your mouth times and just let there be uncomfortable silence or she doesn't know what she thinks or she reacts to what you just said or your body language that you're like, I didn't roll my eyes. She's like, yes, you did. Stop right there. Remember, don't dominate and defend. Just say, Tell me, tell me what you just saw. I, I didn't mean that. I, I it must have been my discomfort or something like that. Okay. Remember, it's a two-way interaction and a two-way conversation. Five, end by sharing your thoughts, beliefs, and convictions with her. Goal, honesty with humility. So you may have to ask her, would you be okay if I shared where I'm coming from on this? If there's, like I said earlier, not enough deposit into your relational account, she may say no. Or she may say, can you please not make it very long? Or you may need to curb it and only do part one of a three-point you know, sermon you might want to give to shorten it so that it doesn't bomb out the bridge, okay? Stay honest, but with humility. Okay, Dad, take a breath. I'm going to finalize this conversation with giving you what I would say. Maybe I'll give you five questions. Okay, that you could ask your daughter today if she is open to having a conversation with you on this topic of same-sex attraction or sexual orientation issues, sexual identity, that kind of thing. Okay, here they are. Again, they're on my website, but here they are. One, you could ask her, what are your thoughts or beliefs or convictions or opinions, whatever word you like, about someone being straight or gay or transgender or bisexual, non-binary, or non-gender, which that's someone who experiences gender as both male and female. Now, you might even now be going, what were those words, Michelle? I don't even know what you just said. Okay, I have them written out. I know that's a lot to take in. But basically, you're just saying to her, tell me where you're at right now. What are you thinking and believing? How are your opinions being formed right now on these topics? 
Number two, ask her, how do you view your own sexuality right now? You could even say, would you describe yourself by using any of these terms, you know, that were just, that I just listed? Just ask her, do any of those fit for where you're at? Because you're opening up the conversation. Even if you're uncomfortable, she's going to see that you're trying, right? That you're trying to reach out. You may even say to her, this is so hard for me to talk about. You can read my body language, but please hear my heart more than anything. And I want you to know that it's safe to talk about this with me. Number three, you can say to your daughter, I want you to know that I love you and I always will. Have I ever made you feel unlovable, unaccepted, or unworthy because of your sexuality, you know, or for any other reason? So you're just opening up the conversation so she can be honest with you. You know, you may even just want to say, if she says, no, dad, it's always been fine. You could even maybe ask, have my beliefs or where I've been coming from ever kept you, right? From wanting to talk with me or feeling that you're worthy. Have my views allowed you to conclude that I don't love you where you are and in the middle of process? Okay, number four, ask her, how can I better support you now that we've talked honestly and all of this is out in the open? Just say, how do you feel right now? If you've talked about it for five minutes or 15 minutes or 50 minutes, just how is this sitting with you? Do check-ins along the way. I do that a lot in counseling. How's this sitting with you right now? Do you want to keep going or do you want to stop? So you're just checking in with her. And the fifth question is the one I gave you earlier where you could just say to her, would you be open to hearing anything about where I'm at around this you know, issue of sexuality? I'm not trying to dominate you or preach at you. Maybe you already know, but... If you'd be open to hearing it right now, I would love it. And then if it's too much at any point, just give me a timeout sign, right? With your hands or put a stop sign hand up at me or just go, dad, hey, can, can we stop now? This is too much. But then you could say, would that be okay? You're modeling, honoring her by saying, I'll stop at any point that it's too much for you. Okay, dad, there's another five. I gave you five, you know, kind of three groups of five, three different ways to to approach this one is you know five things from luke 15 20 one is five you know kind of goals on your part you know ask questions listen with humility those kinds of things and then the last one is five questions that you could ask your daughter to get the conversation started you know i want to quote mark and julia from the book i referenced earlier on emerging gender identities with something that they said if you look it up it's page 151 this is really beautiful they say the most valuable thing you as a parent can provide your, I would say here, your daughter is a willingness to engage and to learn together what God has to say and to assure them that God has enough experience loving each person to make up for human deficits in our knowledge of this area. Isn't that awesome? Dad, we did it. We got through this entire conversation. Yes, I know we've gone long. You know, we're waving, we're coming up against an hour here. But dad, hear me say, now is the time to build your competence and your confidence as you invest in your daughter's life with bold intention, with a courageous pursuit of her heart, and with loving consistency. And all of that must be set on a foundation of love, of honor, and respect. And I trust that today, I have shared enough of a broad range of resources so that you as a dad are equipped to enter the arena with your daughter on this topic. 
That said, let the conversation begin. Well, Dad, this wraps up another week's program, the longest I've ever done since 2016, and it really has been an honor to be here with you today. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer Podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. <laughs>